the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, we made it to the end of another week. Congratulate yourself. I'm glad to uh, be here with you on a Friday. Are we glad we're not getting Buffalo's snowstorm? I can't imagine four feet of snow. But I got to admit, it'd be kind of cool. But I have to travel, so would we call everything off? I think we would call everything off. We got four feet of snow. But uh, let me check with my producer today, Alan Rogers. Four feet of snow, yes or no? No. No, a foot of what snow. What would you? A okay. foot would be okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have to shovel it. I don't have a garage. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, very good. Well, we're not getting four feet of snow, so that's a good thing. But they are supposed to get it in Buffalo. But originally, I heard six feet of snow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Just. I, I I remember years ago I was in Syracuse, New York, after a major snowstorm, like a week after a major snowstorm. So it had been plowed, and what's normally a two-lane highway was like a one-lane highway because the snow was piled in the... There was no place else to put it. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. So, we greet you, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus at the end of a week that featured the midterm elections. It did not give Republicans the power we were hoping, I was hoping, I can't speak for you, but I think if you're a listener to this show, you were probably as well, hoping that Republicans would get a stranglehold on not just the House, but the Senate. We do have the House, and that's important. As was outlined yesterday when uh, Jamie Comer and Jim Jordan were holding court in Washington, D.C., talking about what's on the coming attraction hit parade for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. The great thing about power is uh, you get to enact your legislative agenda. There's no use having power if you're not going to use it. Here in Ohio, the Republicans have the power. And they're in a lame duck session of the General Assembly right now. Then they turn over and they get the new Senators and congressmen, Ohio senators and Ohio House members, uh, not congressmen, but Ohio House members, they come on in January. So what's going to get done over the next couple of weeks? Well, maybe a lot, maybe a lot, because if you're in the General Assembly and you're leaving the General Assembly, now would be the perfect time to get things done that you always wanted to get done but were a little hesitant to get done because you would face, perhaps, electoral consequences for it. So if you have the power, you better use it. And I like what I see in the GOP's plans to use that power here in Ohio. For instance, we have talked a lot on this show, and I think we talked yesterday, about the State Board of Education and the self-evident resolution that Brendan Shea, member of the State Board of Education, put forward that, hey, the Biden administration wants to expand Title IX. Now, let's pause here for a reminder. When Democrats say they're going to do something, when they name something, 
Is that actually what they're going to do, or is it the opposite of what they say they're going to do? Build back better. Did that build anything? Is anything back? Is anything better? No. Inflation Reduction Act. Did that reduce inflation? No. So when the Biden administration says it wants to expand Title IX, it really means they want to eliminate Title IX. Because Title IX created manifold opportunities for girls and women. And if they include gender in that, meaning you can be, quote-unquote, be a woman if you say you are a woman, not if you have female biology, female DNA, but you just say you are, well, then Title IX will go away because I think it's been proven. Aren't all the best women in this particular culture actually men? I mean... Uh, Will Thomas was an average male swimmer. Leah Thomas is a phenomenal female swimmer. Richard Levine was a guy we never heard of. When he became Rachel Levine, he became the first female four-star admiral. So all the best women now are men pretending to be women, transgender women. So if you allow Title IX protection for phony, fake, costumed women... Well, then all the actual opportunities for actual women will go away. So the State Board of Education, Brendan Shea, took a courageous stand. He said, hey, men are men, women are women, boys are boys, girls are girls. They can't be the other. And we got to protect our girls. we got to protect our girls' sports. we got to protect our girls in their locker rooms, in their private spaces. And so we want to direct our State Attorney General, Dave Yost, to push back against the Biden administration and say, no, not here in Ohio. We're not going to say that. A girl can be a boy or a boy can be a girl just because they want to be one. They actually have to be born one. Because he said, logic being, education in the state of Ohio is about truth. It's about common sense. And we can't be blurring those lines with feelings. Actually have to be authentic for something to be true. Now, you would think a bunch of people who give of their time for an unpaid position like the State Board of Education would be like, yeah, okay, fine. Okay, what else is on the docket? This this should take no time. No, instead they've kicked this can down the road, down the road, down the road, down the road. And the Ohio General Assembly has been watching because one of the things ahead of this lame duck session is that the state legislators want to take power away from the Ohio Board of Education. They find the Ohio Board of Education not answerable, not accountable to what the people want. Because pretty much half the State Board of Education is appointed by the governor. The other half are elected. But see, the thing about the General Assembly is that everybody in the General Assembly is elected. Everybody. So the Democrats, and they got a couple super woke people elected to the State Board of Education last week. Three candidates who were backed by two teachers unions, the NF, NEA and the uh, NEA is National Education Association, AFT is American Federation of Teachers. They poured a bunch of money into it in Northeast Ohio in friendly districts to Democrats and got these three wokesters voted onto the board. So Matt Huffman, head of the Ohio Senate and other legislators are watching this and they're going, okay, we see what they're doing. They're trying to outrun us on the Board of Education, dominate us, and enact things or block things that 
speak to the authentic beliefs of most Ohioans. So we'll just take your power away because we have more power than you do. And we grant you your power. And so we're going to take it away and we're going to put you under the auspices of the representative on Mike DeWine's cabinet who is over the Ohio Department of Education. Now, look, I don't like to play dirty politics, but I'd rather win at dirty politics than lose to woke politics. So Matt Huffman says the system, meaning the education system in the state of Ohio, as it has grown through the decades, essentially has an isolated Ohio Department of Education that has no responsibility to the state legislature and essentially can thrust and parry whatever it is that the State Board of Education members put before them from time to time, and they don't have any responsibility toward the governor because they're not his employees. So you can guess who's against this, right? The teachers' union's against this. They thought they'd found a workaround. They thought they'd figured out a way to enact their liberal ideology in a state that elected more Republicans to the Ohio General Assembly in this past midterm election than had been there before when it already had enough Republicans to override the veto of a Republican governor, Mike DeWine, which it did when DeWine overstepped his bounds during COVID. So that's one thing they're doing and one thing I like. The other thing, yesterday, Secretary of State Frank LaRose stepped in front of a microphone and Frank LaRose is a guy who has a profile that portends bigger offices than Secretary of State. He served in the military. He served with distinction. He's got all the awards and honors you'd want. He's still in the Ohio National Guard. Frank LaRose is a young man. He's a sharp guy. He probably wants to be either governor or senator. And so for Frank LaRose to step in front of a microphone should not be just taken at face value. He's stepping in front of a microphone to, he knows, put his name to something that will be part of his political resume for whatever office he runs for next. And I predict it'll either be governor or senator in 2024. So whatever he's doing in front of a microphone yesterday, he's doing it intentionally to know that the people who don't like it will disparage him with it when he runs for office in the future, and the people who he hopes like him will say, oh, I really like that. Let's vote for that Frank LaRose guy. Okay, so what was it? Frank LaRose wants Ohio to join nine other states, so we're not the only one, not radical, in raising the stipulation that instead of a 50% vote of the electorate to enact a new constitutional amendment to the Ohio Constitution, You have to get 60% approval for anything proposed to be part of the Ohio Constitution. Again, Republicans have the power, and this is something that the General Assembly can enact into law. They do not foresee the Democrats being able to get to 60% anytime soon. And so this is something that LaRose is moving to do because he's comfortable doing it. I like it, and I hope they do it. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. We talked in the opening segment about the lame duck session of the Ohio General Assembly. And I know a lot of you are not fascinated by the Ohio General Assembly. I bet most of you 
could not name who your Ohio House representative is, but you could probably name who your congressional House representative is. But what happens in Ohio, sure, it stays in Ohio, but it's really, really important. The Ohio House, the Ohio General Assembly, that's what we call the Senate and the House in Ohio together, in tandem with a Republican governor, can get a lot done in this next upcoming legislative session that starts in January. We're going to talk to Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network, at noon today, and I want to know what he thinks and what he's hearing about Derek Merritt. See, nationally yesterday, they were cheering, at least in Republican circles, the exit of Nancy Pelosi from the leadership stage as Speaker of the House. But here in Ohio, we've had a Speaker of the House for a long, long time who's not a Democrat. His name is Bob Cup. And Bob Cup can no longer be the Speaker of the House because he's term limited out of the House. And so we have a new Speaker of the House, and his name is Derek Marin. And I was doing a little texting last night with some members of the House that I know. And I was like, does Derek Marin have the stomach for backing House Bill 454, which would make it a crime, as it should be, for doctors to prescribe puberty blockers to minors or to perform gender assignment surgery. That's an important bill. Does Derek Marin have the stomach for that? Does he have the stomach for House Bill 616, which would make it illegal for teachers or teachers' aides in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade to indoctrinate kids in LGBTQ ideology and gender identity nonsense? Would make it illegal. So all those elementary school teachers in Olentangy and Worthington and Upper Arlington, they'd have to take down their transgender flags. They'd have to take down their rainbow flags. I think that's necessary. I don't think you should be talking to kids about that or keeping it a secret from their parents. House Bill 616, you know when that comes up, the state house grounds are going to be teeming with members of the Alphabet Mafia. They're going to be out there. Claiming that you're going to, oh, you're going to kill kids and you hate kids and all this stuff. You know it. So it takes a steel stomach if you're the Speaker of the House to stand behind that. Bob Cup didn't have it. Does Derek Marin? We'll talk to Jack Windsor about that. Backpack bill. I was just going to ask you about We're going to get the backpack bill. Because, you know, honestly, the backpack bill has been a little bit like a sign in every bar and grill that says free beer tomorrow, right? Free beer tomorrow. Keep coming back. Come back. Free beer tomorrow. Give us money for the backpack bill. We'll get that backpack bill passed. Free beer tomorrow. Parents, support it. Backpack bill. And we're all like, yeah, we support it. Could we ever actually get it? Well, the reason we haven't got it is not because the Center for Christian Virtue hasn't been pushing for it. The reason we haven't gotten it is because Bob Cup wasn't pushing for it. Now, why would he not do that? I don't know. But he didn't have a steel stomach. Does Derek Marin have one? So I'm a big, big, big believer in having the power and using the power. See, Bob Cup had the power. This reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where Jerry was renting a car and he went up to the counter and he and Elaine were at the counter. And he said, yes, I have a reservation. And the clerk said, Oh, yes, Mr. Seinfeld, I have your reservation. We don't have any cars right now. And he's like, what? You don't have any cars? No, we don't have any cars. But you have my reservation. Yes, we have your reservation. And Jerry made the point. What's the point in having the reservation if you're not going to hold the reservation? Well, 
Similarly, what's the point in having the power and not using the power? So if you have the power and the people have given you the power, Republicans in the state General Assembly, use it. Use it to get 454 done. Use it to get 616 done. Use it to get the Protect Women's Sports Act done. And use it to get the backpack bill done. Because that's why you are there. So I've talked about their plans to make it harder to amend the state constitution. That's a use of the power that they have. I like that. I talked about the way they have invented or come up with to rein in before they get the power themselves, the State Board of Education, which had the chance to do the right thing on the Brendan Shea resolution protecting girls. Okay. Matt Huffman, the Senate president, other Republican legislators looked at that and said, All right, well, if you're not going to do the right thing, then we'll do it for you. We'll put you under the auspices of the uh, cabinet of the governor, and we'll exercise some authority over you. The other thing that they're doing, the other thing that they're doing of course, is, you know, it's a Republican agenda item. So what do you know about it? What do you know if it's a Republican agenda item? It's, it's evil. It's hateful. It's intolerant. And it's uh, racist. They are moving to streamline voter registration and limit what can be used for identification at the polls. You say, wait a second, this sounds like what they did in Georgia, where Brian Kemp, the governor, said they were going to make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. And then, yes. Everybody said it was terrible and awful and horrible and racist, and the all-star game moved out of Atlanta. And what happened to voter turnout in Atlanta? Well, it skyrocketed. It skyrocketed. Easier to vote, hard to cheat. And they cost the city of Atlanta and its businesses into the hundreds of millions of dollars in commerce because they took the all-star game out of there because Delta and Coke and Raphael Warnock, the senator running for his Senate seat in the runoff December what, eighth? They all said it was racist. Well, in Ohio, we're going to do the same thing, or we better do the same thing. This bill that they will use to streamline voter registration will no longer allow Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles personnel to update voter information or ask people if they want to register to vote. You'll have to do that at your local board of elections or online at your board of elections. It will no longer let the Secretary of State and other officials mail unsolicited absentee ballot applications. Good. you got to ask for that, too. If you can't ask for it, then you don't deserve to get it. I got one. Didn't even ask for it. Yeah, exactly. So this is what the Democrats want. Under the new version of the bill, voters would need to request absentee ballots at least seven days before an election instead of three. If you haven't thought about voting before a week before the election, then you're probably not serious as a voter. So I like these ideas. Of course, the um, wokesters out there, the Democrats, do not like it. And that's how you know. If they don't like it, it's probably good. (laughs) So I applaud the taking of power. I applaud the uh, brandishing of power, and I applaud the using of power. If you don't use it, you may lose it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.